Hi, I'm Susan Chiqui. I'm a schools organiser. Hi, I'm Marissa Bosco. I'm a schools organiser also. The Australian Financial Review this week claims Labor leader Anthony Albanese's proclamation that workforce casualisation has increased is misleading, citing official employment data that shows the share of workers in casual jobs has drifted down. However, on the podcast today, we investigate whether it is in fact the Financial Review that is wrong, especially in regards to casualisation in schools. PSA members who work in schools have faced casualisation for decades, and a large portion of our membership work in fear of a non-renewal of their employment contracts. So on the podcast today, we speak to PSA organisers Susan Chiqui and Marissa Bosco about these issues. Thanks, Susan and Marissa, for joining us on the podcast today. So talk to us about, you know, the history of support staff and also um, office admin staff in schools. I mean, how did the uh, profession begin? What are the origins, really? Uh, Basically, it was a lot of women that either had kids at the school uh, came to the school as volunteers because the hours suited them. And a lot of it was voluntary work. Mm. Um, and that's how they actually got into working at a school. But there was no permanency in the beginning. It was um, all temp contracts. Yeah, yeah, they weren't even paid throughout the holidays. They were put on, mm. then put off. So yeah. they didn't even have pay. When you think about it, uh, the school holidays, six weeks in the Christmas period, and mm. not have any pay. Incredible. And, and so who was it that made oh, – sorry, what was the process that made the push to have this work recognised as a profession? And when, was it, when did that happen? It did come – so a lot of the members that were members at the time um, did approach the union. Um, it was the PSA that did actually go into bat mm. and fight for our members and say, you know, they, they've got to be recognised as – as as professionals yeah okay they've got to be recognized as professionals in the workplace mm-hmm. and it should not be a full you know temporary appointment there should be permanent appointments yeah. and that's where it, it all kind of yeah. started yeah. Yeah. and that whole movement happened exactly. yeah. for permanency um but there's still a long way to go right right because right. Okay. they were ancillary staff they Correct. were called ancillary staff so getting an award for the first time um, locking in, you know, statements of duties. So it was getting recognition as public servants. Um, it was first the office staff that basically were made permanent. Then there was the campaign for teachers' aides, which then became school learning support officers in 2012 when the PSA ran a campaign. Because prior to that, teachers' aides weren't actually able to apply for permanency at all. So they were they were left out of the equation of um, SAS staff. Yeah. So we ran a huge campaign in 2012 and got and the department. there was a lot of conversion. Yeah. yeah. So we did convert a lot of temporary uh, SLSOs and some SAOs, mm. student admin officers at the time, um, which was a great campaign. Yeah. Um, so we are still really pounding the pavement uh, for permanency. Um the big problem we do find in schools at the moment is they all work on a staffing formula, mm-hmm. okay? Staffing formulas determine the number of employees, permanent employees in a school. That staffing formula was uh, put together probably about 30 years ago and it has never been re-looked at and it's yeah. never been um, assessed or changed. Yeah. Times have changed. Schools are now so much more bigger, more complex with the number of students that they get, 
that that formula needs to be reassessed and that is something that's on our calendar the PSA to to start that conversation with the department mm. um, well the conversation has started but they've put it on hold the department's put it on hold a couple of times now yeah. um, but we, we're trying to push that envelope that is the biggest thing that really also needs to be looked at um, and the other big thing is the amount of temporary appointments that mm-hmm. we still have out there that have been temporaries like we've got people that have been temporary for 10 years, 10 years 12 years and how does that process work? Are their contracts just renewed annually or are they just verbal yes. contracts? What's the process their behind a temporary person? Their contracts are renewed person? normally yearly, right? but they can put them off with two weeks' notice. Right. So if you've been in a job at a school for 11 years and all, you get complacent in a way and you think that's where I'm going to be. Of course. All the time you apply for permanency and you're knocked back, then they give them two weeks' notice and they're gone. What are the reasons behind some of the knockbacks in um, applications for permanency? Funding. Funding is a big thing for the SLSOs, the school learning support officers. But what happens is the principal thinks if the funding runs out, then I'm stuck with this employee. But that's not the, that's not the case. case. Right. They go on the nominated transfer because they're employed by the department. Sure. So it's up to the department to find them another placement uh, at another school. Right. So that's trying to get that through to them. Mm. Their roles yeah. haven't been seen in a professional view. Yes. Where when we won the pay equity case, right. that's virtually saying your roles are professional. Yep. It's not just, you know, there is skills and there's knowledge with their roles and they should be paid accordingly to that. Um, and that was recognised with the pay equity Absolutely. case. Absolutely. Uh, because all their statement of duties did get changed. Yeah. But in regards to converting temporaries to permanent, the other big thing is principals in their head work with this staffing formula that the department said, this is how many permanent staff you can have. You can't have any more than that. Otherwise, you're stuck with them because they think they're stuck with them if they do appoint them, but they can appoint them outside of that staffing formula which is called above establishment Mm. that's the terminology Mm -hmm. but principals can appoint anyone above that staffing formula but they're scared because they think no if i run out of funding then i'm stuck with this person Mm -hmm. Um, look there's different situations on the different roles that they could potentially put on um, but there is there's if you've got someone working at your school for 10 or 12 years to me, that means, well, you've got the funding. They've been there for so long. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you make them permanent? Absolutely. End of story. It's also changing the recognition for non-teaching staff, getting the principals to understand they're the backbone for the teaching staff. So quite often they might put the funds towards a new teacher but not necessarily put permanency towards non-teaching staff. Mm. So the workloads just continue. Mm. So what is the next steps forward, do you think? Is it meetings with principals, the PSA meeting with principals, or are we going to run a campaign? What, what can we tell our members listening? Um, we have been doing Zooms through um, the COVID period. Yep. We actually did quite a lot of Zooms. Yes. Um, we do encourage people, contact us, have meetings on site, mm-hmm. get the knowledge. We are the knowledge givers. Yes. Yeah. You know, we will give you the knowledge you're required to understand the next move you can take. If you do not have that knowledge, there will be no change. Mm. Um, but we we are there to educate. Yes, we will be campaigning. Um, and one of the big things we do talk about is temporary conversions and how we can make more temporaries 
permanent. Um, we're happy to talk to principals to actually you know, get principals to understand the processes that if they do put somebody on as a permanent, they do have that option. If the funding does run out, and you can prove to us that the funding's run out, then, you know, the department will look for further employment for those individuals. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But also, but also basically educating them on asking. They're afraid, Correct. a lot of them are actually afraid to ask for their entitlements. Wow. Yeah. That's the big thing which I find, um, is getting them to ask. And if you're not back, well, then you can always come to us and sure. we can investigate because sometimes they might not be able to be made permanently because they don't meet criteria. But it's finding out and changing the culture in their own mind. Yeah. There's no shame in finding out and asking no, about no, what's exactly. entitled to you. Exactly. Yeah. But they, we do find uh, a lot of our members in schools are quite reserved and and. They're scared yeah. because especially if they're temporary, we do not want to make any waves or cause any issues because our contract won't be reviewed. Understood. You know, but we want to try to train them. There's a thing called adverse action that we can take. So if, if we find because they've asked a question in regards to their employment conditions and all of a sudden their contract is not renewed, but all the, then the next week they employ someone else, well, we could potentially potentially have a case. Yeah. Mm. And a strong union site, if you've only got one or two that difference. are members at a yeah. site, they're more less likely to ask for anything. Correct. So if you've got more members at a site, they feel more inoculated and more power within Absolutely. to yeah, go to the principal. Okay, so for anyone who's listening right now and is in a situation of, uh, you know, uh, that they're temporary and they want to get some advice from the union what is step number one contact us yes we've got templates that they can put we can put together that they can ask the principal and make sure they meet criteria so we can help them through the process they can call the msc they can call their organizer and they'll be put through yes thank you susan thank you marissa appreciate your time today thank you thank you protect yourself at work call the psa today on 1300 772 679 or head to psa.asn.au.